So there you go. Welcome to another episode of Blockchain uh, Bandwagon Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about financial transactions on the blockchain platform. I'm your host, Chuck Chikuri. I'm an entrepreneur and a blockchain developer, and I've been working on IT and technology for more than 30 years. Uh, my latest uh, project is about a single source of truth on blockchain uh, in the MDM space. I'm here with my co-host, Brian Engel. Hello, Brian. Hey, Chuck. How you doing? Good. Hey, good. Hey, I'm Brian. I, uh... I've been in the staffing business for 25 plus years, putting people to work in the IT industry and still doing it right now for stability technology partners. Um, and blockchain is just my passion. I love, uh, I've known Chuck for, uh, we've known each other over 15 years and uh, man, it's, it's uh, great to be on, ep- I can't believe episode nine. And so what are we, uh, what are we talking about today, Chuck? What'd you say? So we've talked quite a bit about blockchain in the past. So this week we are going to be focusing on financial transactions, right? How is blockchain helping financial transactions in various industries and the transactions itself? Specifically, we are going to talk about the importance of financial transactions, of of blockchain on financial transactions, what kind of impact it has created and what kind of improvements we are already seeing uh, with blockchain in financial technologies, right? And then we'll close out with some uh, innovations in this space how's that sound right perfect i'm i'm in yeah so from a importance perspective all right i am seeing uh what do you think is the most important why is it so important in your mind what financial transactions or blockchain for financial transactions oh i mean speed save of money um kind of power back to the people that's you know they, that's always been my platform about blockchain is uh power back to the people so um yeah that's that, those are the main areas i would think just just off the top of my head you know when i was thinking about this right why did it uh, blockchain even become important right why is it important i think when they first started uh blockchain as a technology right it was initially designed back in 1992 when people were talking about they were looking for tamper proof you know and tamper proof documents and stuff uh, and things like that and then in 19 uh, 2009 when the bitcoin paper came out uh, people's bitcoin came out i think the biggest uh, and the most popular use case and the use of bitcoin was this do you remember this website called silk road where oh, of course a lot of bad things were getting traded off and you know there were a lot of challenges it got hacked and it, it, this, it was just a growing pains right. for bitcoin uh, on an e-commerce platform mostly used by crooks and drug dealers and smugglers you know but yep, then when, that, exactly. paid, when when it got fixed uh, more and more uh, companies started adopting uh, Bitcoin as a currency, PayPal specifically, right? And that improved the adoption. And people, like you said, were really excited about the, the saving of money that they were paying for people who were just moving the money, you know? So that has been, I think, is the biggest, most important reason why blockchain was getting 
used by financial transactions, you know, cutting out the middleman, decentralization, right? Control, like you said. Yeah, exactly. Okay. This, I think it's, uh, you think it's going to be more important even in the future? Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, hey, as, as uh, hackers get more sophisticated and as scams become more sophisticated, not, not saying this is hack proof, 100% hack proof or, um, you know, there's always human, there, there's always human error involved and, and people, you still have to keep your passwords uh, secure and, and your and your keys secure and things of that sort. But, uh, man, I, it's the transparency, the, uh, the, the, the cut down in, in terms of money that it's going to save people and time and effort. And, you know, Hey, instead of having a, a ton of administrative, administrative, uh, work to do, it's going to cut back on that, um, and really streamline things. And it's, it's, it's just fantastic uh, technology. And, and not only that, I think, uh, Blockchain as a technology is going to be more and more uh, mainstream, mostly because of uh, its applications beyond cryptocurrency, you know? Right. And it's, it's gaining more and more importance. And as it spreads into more of the business processes, right, a lot of the financial transactions around that business process will come on blockchain, don't you think? Right. I think so, too, for sure. Right. So as more and more financial transactions from different uh, areas. And I think even uh, one of the re reports that I read was as more and more regulation of these transactions come in. Right. It becomes easier to regulate some of these transactions because of the transparency. Right. Right. And it, it's more of a auditing and a lot of that things becomes much more simpler uh, if we do it in blockchain. So I, I, I really think blockchain will is here to stay and it's very important. I completely agree. It's definitely here to stay. It's only going to get, uh, uh, it, it's kind of like the, right. The old adage of, uh, you know, the, the timeline of people's adoption where it's, you know, you always have the first adopters, very few first adopters and the early adapters and, and uh, you know, hey, as it gets more, you know, quote, mainstream or more accepted, uh, then it, it skyrockets in popularity and people, you know, jump in. So I, I think we're at the very, very early stages, although companies have been, you know, transforming their, uh, transforming their companies um, on many different sides, but specifically we're talking about financial transactions which, uh, uh, right now. Um, you know, since 20, you know, 17, 2018, 2019, and it's really starting to roll. And I think over the next few years, we'll really see it, uh, really see it explode. I think you're talking about the Gartner hype cycle, right? For financial transactions. Where do you think we are on that hype cycle? Like, are we already adopting or are we maturing? Early adapters. Very, very early. We're still very early? Very, very, very early. Um, again, there's, there's a lot of, so when, I mean, again, we're going to, I guess this is a little off topic, right? But there, it's uh, um, when, when people think of blockchain, right? What do you first think of? You think of Bitcoin or cryptocurrency yeah. and that. Well, yes, that's true. Um, and there's a lot more intricacy and details within a, within a blockchain. And it's you, you have many different areas, as we talked about in our last eight episodes, of many different areas and all these startup companies and great ideas that are coming up. 
um, to save people time. And as we're talking about money, right? So um, mm -hmm. time is money for a lot of people. And uh, so it's, it's fat. Oh, this stuff is fascinating to me. I love it. I think it's absolute future. We're at the very early adoption stage. Um, and it's just, it's just so much fun to go through and see like all these companies you never even knew were using blockchain technology, at least starting to use it that you just never thought we're ever using it. You know, it's just, it's crazy to me. Yes, I know there is a lot of interest. Uh, and I know, I agree with you, this is still early, right? Uh, there is a lot, long ways to go. Uh, what I'm really thinking to myself, and I'm also trying to see where your thoughts are, is how long do we have to go to say blockchain has become mature? Maybe five years, 10 years? It's, you know, it, it's a, it's a fantastic question. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's a great question. I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't, I, I, I hate to venture to guess either. I just think it's, it's one of those things like, uh, the faster we move in technology, the faster, um, the faster companies move and the faster, uh, things move. Right. So it's like, you know, we went from, we went from horse and buggy to basically, basically the moon and in less than a hundred years. Uh, so, I mean, imagine what we're going to do in the next, you know, just 10 years uh, of, of this, this has only been around, not that really a hundred percent use, um, like people diving in since really 2009. And so it's, this is at the very early stages, but all these large companies are on board and all these large banks, um, see a great benefit, right? So you do it because there's a cost benefit of doing it. And, um, a people benefit. So you have to have uh, people jump on board and see how it's going to fit them. Uh, it's just, I think it's going to quantum leap forward over the next five to 10 years. Like we're going to see stuff like we're going to be like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> stuff we've never even thought of. Yes. Yeah, so whenever I think about this question, Brian, uh, I look back at the internet when it started and when it became mainstream, right? It started right. around 92 93 and the by 95 everybody was on a AOL right by 2000 we were just doing early e-commerce right and by 2015 it's pretty much mature right we had a lot of different frameworks come by a lot of different technologies come by from 92 so internet took almost like 15 years to mature from the original idea. Right. Right. I mean, it's still growing. Internet is still happening. But in 92, they were saying you would watch TV on the internet. That didn't happen until 2016, 2017. Right. Exactly. Right. Almost 15 years. So we are, if, if this is 15 years, do you think we are on year four, year five? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we're still very early, right? So early adoption. Yeah, I think we're definitely early. So yeah, whatever year you want to call it, I'm, I'm good with that. We're just early. <laughs> it's just early. It's just we're we're really early, and it's gonna. I think though, it's gonna go from it's gonna go from zero to a hundred very quickly. Yeah. No, that's that's the sense I get. So because with some of the use cases we are seeing, it's already making a big impact. You know, on the people sure. who are using. Right. Uh, so let's talk about the impact. Now we know that it's important and it's here to stay. And we are in the early stages. 
some of the impacts that you know that come to mind is it's definitely bringing efficiency to the marketplace right right particularly around payment processes becoming more efficient right the, the speed with which they can settle transactions and also at low costs right uh, and then they're eliminating intermediaries right what other impacts are you seeing what are financial payments? Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, the, you know, the biggest, some of the biggest things, right? So it's, it's savings. Um, mm -hmm. It's, well, like you said, efficiency. Uh, I mean, it's blockchain secure. That's, that's, uh, that's a big thing when you're decentralized. It's, it's highly, highly secure. Um, but, all, you know, it's just as uh, um, the, the savings is big for people, right? So, uh, if you can cut down, especially in these times with high inflation and, and people paycheck to paycheck, you know, everything you can cut in terms of cost is you're looking for. And this is this is part of the, you know, hey, blockchain helps with that. Yeah. And then the, and then it's also making transactions more secure. Right. Uh, the security is also a big impact. Uh, transparency, it's, in, it's impacting how people can see transactions clearly. Right. right. That's also a big impact. Yep. Uh, which is not possible in, in existing settlements or any existing financial transactions. For sure. Right. And, and then uh, the other uh, interesting thing on uh, impact, I think it's really impacting this one, quite a big significant impact on even people's lives is the digitization. When I say digitization, like a lot of countries like India and the smaller countries when they're starting out, they're digitizing identities, right? right? And they're and they're 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 also thinking about uh, a lot of the central banks. They're talking about digital currencies, right? Right. So the digital currencies uh, is also a big, you know, factor going forward. I think the settlements that happen across cross-border settlements, particularly trade finance, right? Those yes. kind of things, uh, the digitization really helps there. So what, Anna, uh, what, you're saying something about inclusion. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, this, is, this is something that you know, hey, with with financial transactions, um, it, it includes everyone. Not with this specific, you could jump on a blockchain, you know, and um, and you can move your assets around as you see fit, not as a bank sees fit, or as they're going to take money from you or uh, stored money in a bank that you know goes bust, right? And so it, it's very inclusive to to people, and I think that's you know big with. You know, hey, there's a lot of these developing countries, you get you're getting paid in, in whatever that country's currency is. You get paid cash, and you have nowhere to store. You're gonna put it under your uh, under your mattress or whatnot. Um, you know, hey, if everybody was if we could eventually get everybody on a blockchain type of system, uh, everybody would have access to that with no boundaries. So you're saying there's no gatekeeper in that sense. What you're saying, the inclusion? There is. The only gatekeeper is the nodes that are on the network. That's it. Correct. That's why yes, it's, I can, I so can add my node. Nobody's stopping me from adding my node. That's why it's so great. Anybody can join.
so you think that's affecting the number of companies that are coming in impacting like this more and more people are trying to develop solutions on blockchain because of that yeah i think uh, i mean right so i mean uh, more customers equals more money right so i, I think uh you know, hey, the, the chance to tap into different markets is uh, is a big financial uh, would be a big financial windfall for companies. You know, another thing uh, I was reading about the impact uh, when I was researching this topic was uh, a lot of the accountants are worried that they lose their jobs with blockchain because they really keep track of these transactions. You know, who paid what and whom, particularly for within a company. They're saying if everything is on blockchain, they may lose their jobs. I get it. And, you know, hey, there's, I, I completely understand. And there's probably people that will, right? So there's, if you get, if you get rid of a lot of, uh, quote, unnecessary paperwork and it's either automated or completely eliminated, uh, yeah, people are, people are going to be impacted. Uh, that's why there, there needs to be a robust market for, Hey, specifically this area, because there's going to be, right? So there's a, with everything, there's always, yes, there's going to be loss of jobs, but there's going to be 10 times more opportunity in different different areas. You know, people don't want to learn. They don't want to learn, right? But you're going to have to, you're going to have to evolve and, uh, and, and to move. You got yeah, so to evolve as a person. And then the, the, the it, is, it is definitely going to impact uh, the accounting uh, in a couple of ways, right? Where right now an accountant will probably try to reconcile transactions that doesn't need, need to happen anymore because it should be very accurate and it can be seen in real time through transparency mechanisms. But what uh, will also impact is how they do their jobs because they right now do a lot of reconciliation, making sure that the money is moving properly from the right accounts. But what they will also need to do is the auditing side of things. Right, they're auditing for them to be able to audit uh, a set of transactions. They may have to read code. They may have to understand how the smart contract is actually moving money. Right, right. and if they're auditing, if they're auditing a certain set of books, they now need to know how these smart contracts are working, or even need to understand, be able to track and report on this for agencies. Right. So their jobs will change significantly from an auditing perspective and the regular accounting. A lot of it will be simplified and automated for them. But I think they'll still have a job, much more sophisticated job. Yeah, just different. Right. Everything is everything is different. Right. It goes from when you just went from, I mean, something as simple as, you know, counting going from books. My mom did books when she was you know younger and before I was around, she did books as an accountant. Uh, You go from books to a computer. Right. So that's a big change going from books to a computer. It's the same type of, same type of concept. Not only do you, get, uh, hey, you, you transfer your skills, you gain more skills and you feel better about yourself. I think that's, you know, hey, you know, I guess dig deeper in a society. I'll be a, you know, hey, amateur, uh, <laughs> amateur uh, uh, lay on the couch guy here, but you know, you got to evolve. And I think people want to feel really great about themselves. And this is one way to make people that's, feel great. That's about a good that's a great analogy because I remember when accountants were doing everything, like used to manually give them receipts. Of course. Right. And then they used to keep track of all these receipts in a box. And that was in 
Early 90s <laughs> and 2000. I still, hey, right? Chuck, I still keep my receipts in a box. Don't make fun of me. Come on. No, no, but I, I know. Why, why do we really need to keep receipts in a box once I have a digital transaction like that? No, no, you don't. Right? That's a big difference by itself. If, right. if all my stuff, because see, right now, my, I still can't produce my uh, bank statement as an evidence of receipt, can I? Uh, that is a great question. I don't know. Because I still have to have, I keep receipts today. Yes, correct. Right? So we, maybe we won't need to do that anymore. Yeah, I, I can definitely see it. You know, that's, that's definitely a great point. Right? So that's, that's interesting. And that would be a huge impact of blockchain, at least in our lives, if everything is on blockchain and my tax auditors can get to it. Right. Yeah, it's, you know, it goes back to, I think, uh, you know, again, probably a little off topic, but, um, and I mean, there is a day that you're going to be able to, uh, you know, you, ha you have all your info. You don't even have to go to your tax, you know, tax person anymore. It's really, you give them access to your information. They can go get all of it and be done. Right. Yeah. If they know my account, um, that's, that's, all it. Need, right? that's all you How need, right? So you, you are the one that gives them access to that and, um, allows them to see it. So it's, it's, a this is, again, I'm a, you know, I'm an enthusiast. You're the, you're the uh, guy that rails me in and says, hey, hey, we got a lot of uh, technical stuff to do, right? So there has to be a lot of, you know, technical uh, things done to make it, you know, to make it all work. But in theory, this is, uh, there, there's just so many things that could be done. Uh, I, that, if I would love to see that type of impact where we don't really have to keep track of receipts and all of that, that level of information. <laughs> exactly. You know? I hear you. Let's uh, move on to improvements. What improvements are we seeing uh, because of blockchain on financial transactions, right? I think uh, we so far, let, let me just recap. We discussed the importance of blockchain and financial transactions. We discussed the impact. Now let's talk about the improvements. What improvements is uh, blockchain bringing to financial transactions? One thing that I can think of is speed. Sure. Right. How quickly you can do the transaction right now. We talked about this last time, actually, uh, when we say, hey, if I send you money right now, I send you a check. My check goes into your account, you know, and through ACH, it goes to your bank. And by the time the money shows up in your bank, it's almost a day. Right. And I mean, the thing is, is like, it's really, you know, where, where this really has a huge impact is cross-border payments, right? So, you know, if you're in if you're in another country, um, yeah, you know, that's and and I want to send you money. A lot of times, uh, you know, to to settle up payments is going to take one, two, three, four, five days to get done. And this yep. with uh with blockchain technology and it's literally instantaneous. Yes, and and then even the ones that are quick today are usually within the same organization. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And I, and another thing is, is it, right. Uh, the security, um, the security is, it's more secure than ever. So, yep. you know, it's a, it's, that's another area that's, uh, is a, is huge improvement. 
Yes, and then the other the other improvement is also uh, particularly on uh, automation of payments, particularly when in supply chain transactions or whenever there is a smart contract that automatically makes sure that the payment is made as soon as some goods are received. Yep, hundred percent. The self executing agreements that they, that are triggered, you know, some by some predefined condition. Uh, yeah, that has you know whether it's yeah so banking supply chain, uh, um, retail, uh, whatever it is. Yeah. You could have all this, uh, um, smart contracts to, to automatically make payments. Yeah. Particularly the rewards payments, right? If after I spend certain amount of time, amount of money, my reward is automatically triggered. Right? Exactly. Those are all like improvements we are seeing, you know, the improvements, I think will be still a lot more improvements, particularly, uh, there will be a lot more innovation also, I think, in a, uh, like, yeah, like a, you know, like we had talked about, you know, hey, this is at the very infancy of uh, usually ideas spurn ideas, right? So I, I come up with a, that's why you have a brainstorming sessions is usually, you know, you, you play off of each other and new ideas pop out of, you know, you didn't even know ideas that were there and your idea sparks mine. I think with all these, there's so many startup companies. Um, in the blockchain space, uh, specifically, and you know, hey, DeFi and and in the finance space, uh, that it just spurns new ideas. All these ideas are going to spurn new ideas, and uh, that's why I think we're going to see a quantum leap forward. And whether it's security and transparency or innovation, uh, we're just going to see a, a huge blast forward quickly. Oh, I, I have a story to tell you because this is. Uh, it's not a U.S. story, right? This is back uh, when I was in India. My mom and a bunch of her friends, about 20 of her friends, right? Uh, most of these people cannot make big purchases. Like somebody wants a refrigerator, right? Sure. They're basically, uh, what they did is everybody uh, contributes $100 every month. Okay? Mm -hmm. And that pool of that money is $2,000, right, uh, for that month. So they take a round robin and somebody uses that 2000 Okay. And then in, it's a 20-month cycle that they manage themselves, hmm. right? So everybody puts in $100 and then somebody gets to buy a furniture or a sofa or whatever in that house is, right? And then usually they they either do a, like a, they throw the dice. Who gets first? Oh, no. I like it. Right? And then this is a very common in a lot of uh, developing countries uh -huh. where they don't really have a robust, because none of these women would get credit. Okay? They don't have jobs. Right. Yes. Correct. Right? So they don't get credit. They don't have any kind of credit history, right? Nobody would give them $2,000. Right, right. Right? So, the, so they all collect and they manage that themselves. And there's no transaction fee. Right? They don't have to pay somebody. They don't have to pay interest. Nothing. Right? So they're getting $2,000 just by this. It's, 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 uh, I don't know if they have a formal name for it. Hmm. Uh, those things can spring up, like right, and people can manage that way. 
So yeah, you can you you can do that. Yes, I I completely but agree. If I had an app that allows an admin and five of their friends put money and take out money, right? They can do an app like that. And that would be a tremendous improvement for a small community that could use because in India a lot of them have smartphones and smart apps, right? Right. Yeah, and, no, it's a, and take it a step, you know, hey, it's where this, you know, the blockchain is now and, and uh, um, you can do a lot easier peer-to-peer -peer lending, right? So it doesn't have yeah. to be a bank that gives you the money because, again, like you said, hey, a lot of people don't have great credit or they have no credit and banks are yeah. going to give them any money um, or financial institutions are going to give them money. But, hey, you as Joe Consumer, you have an extra few thousand bucks you want to maybe make a little bit of money on or help out your fellow man. And, uh, you know, hey, there's, it's a great, it can be transparent. It's highly secure. Um, you can, again, you can set up a smart contract to, hey, when, when parameters are set, either money's released or it's brought back. There's a lot of things you can do. No, it's, it's another, another, particularly, I, I just thought this just occurred to me, right? I go to a temple here. There's a lot of rich people and poor people, right? Uh -huh. And a lot of people are too proud to ask for help. Sure, of course. Right? So if you have some kind of a, a smart contract that distributes money, right, based on the policy, you would get it. People can just deposit money in there and people who need it can get it. Right. And then it can't be, for, it, 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 if you want to limit it to your own temple community, why not? Yeah, I'm, exactly. Right? And that could be a very good financial use case. That's a, Yeah, that's the great thing about, uh, about this technology. There's so many ideas, right? They're just uh, idea, 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 idea. Um, and the technology is, you know, there you just have to, you got to figure it out, right? Figure out how best to use it. Okay, let's now talk about, I think we... we talked about improvements, uh, importance, impact. Let's talk about some innovations, right? What is really happening uh, uh, in the financial area of this one? I think one of the first things that is, I think it's gained a lot of popularity last year and the last couple of years is uh, digital assets, mm -hmm. right? Particularly for music, games, art, or different NFTs, right? <clears throat> NFTs have been traded on... Uh, Ethereum for a while, I think now they're coming to Bitcoin. Right, Bitcoin network is also started using digital assets. You know, particularly games. Games will still continue to use that. Right, they're... and then they're talking about accountancy also, right? The one we were just talking about, how do we simplify accounting? Right. right. A lot of, uh, how do we simplify corporate accounting or any other accounting for recording, verifying? Uh, that is also, right? Hey, I don't know what is a real-time gross settlement because I'm, I, I saw that somebody, uh, an article that was saying big banks are going after real-time gross settlements. Huh. I don't know what that is. Uh, well, Right, so your your gross settlement. I mean, 
the difference between gross and net, right? So, I mean, you, you want to, if you have real time settlements, it gives you a real time of what either a company or individual actually has, right? So you can make decisions better, whether it's a bank making a decision or people making a decision. That's just my quick take. I, I, I haven't even heard that about anybody doing that as of yet, but that's very interesting. And it could easily be done on the blockchain because um, all the information is right there in real time. Hmm. So that that is a real-time growth settlement. I need to research on it, but that's something uh, they're doing. <clears throat> and then also there's a lot of more uh, innovation that's happening on uh, the types of networks that are coming up. Right. And there are networks are getting specialized, like some is just trying a certain type of uh, transaction, like, uh, you know, rewards management, retail rewards management or mm -hmm. uh, airline rewards management or ticket, you know, how you have airline. Uh, re what do you, what do they call those programs? Like, you know, the programs that they have for travelers. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Your rewards systems. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, reward systems or loyalty programs. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, all those things are getting like very big uh, a push on that. Yeah, and that's, you know, with blockchain, you you take that to blockchain, that you can have real-time settlements, right? Of that, instead of waiting, hey, at the end of the month or even end of the week or end of the day, you can have real-time settlements. Yes. And then I think uh, securities management or like a... a <clears throat> Those things are already being done, I think, last couple of years, right? Managing uh, security interests in a company. <clears throat> All those things are already on blockchain. Yeah, so I think we covered all the things we wanted to cover, Brian. Yeah, I I agree. I uh, I apologize. I didn't have a, a, a ton of real-world use cases here about who's doing what. Um but I will, I will definitely have that for next week, whatever our topic is next week. I have a few that I was researching on. Uh, there is one ex one company called for remittances. Okay. Okay. It's called Pesa. It's a blockchain-based platform that enables low-cost and fast remittances to and from Africa. Oh, okay. Hmm. So it's called BitPesa. That's there, right? Um, and then there is a uh, Ripple. You heard of it, right? It's a blockchain-based yep, absolutely. Yep. That connects banks, payment providers, and digital assets uh, exchanges. That's across border transactions. Right? Yeah, XRP is the same. Yeah, exactly. All that Solana. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we can. We should get into more of those uh, use cases. Uh, let me. Ask if uh, one of our listeners, I see a listener, Chakri. Chakri, do you want to talk? You can, uh, I'm inviting you to speak if you want to say something. As always, welcome anybody to chime in. More than welcome. If not, that's okay too. Yeah, you have to unmute your uh, phone, Chakri. Can you unmute your phone? We jumped yeah. in for a little bit. That was that's awesome. Yes. Uh, what are we talking about uh, next week? Uh, we can talk about that after the call. 
Yeah, sounds uh, good. Thank you very much, uh, Brian, for one one more interesting episode. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. That was great. I appreciate it. Awesome. Bye bye. Awesome. Hey, have a good one. Yeah.